Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Caregiving Gen X Style. I'm Steve Mullen. And I'm Jennifer Mullen. And this episode is all about control issues. I, I believe we teased this a little bit. And we've already mentioned there are so many different types of caregiving situations, uh, just about as many as there are grains of sand on a beach, right? Grains of sand on a beach. Grains that, of sand on a beach. Sounds like a song or Like something. sands through the hourglass. Something, So yes. are the days of our lives. That was not one I watched. I watched no. different soap operas. Uh, so this is obviously the because there's a lot of different types of loved ones out there that we care for. They're so incredibly different. And one thing, though, is nearly universal, particularly if your loved one is in a healthcare facility, but not necessarily. Control issues are going to become an issue at some point. Definitely. And side note, we wanted to call this episode Control is Not just a Janet Jackson song. <laughs> but we thought that was a little too long. I didn't think it was too long. Maybe some people wouldn't get it. I you loved know, it. I don't know. Yeah, but we're Gen Xers. Control. How do you not get it? Oh, no. I don't this know the rest not, of the song. This is not karaoke. Right. This is a podcast. For everyone out there who doesn't really know me personally, oh, Steve I do loves love karaoke. karaoke. Oh, my goodness. All right. So we're going to get into that in a moment. But first, Jennifer, how's your mom? My mom's doing well. My brother and I had a very caregiving-ish kind of day today, which is to say that uh, we met with a social worker at the place where my mom receives medical care. And we love social workers. We do. Um, medical social workers. And mom was there with us. And it was really good. Mom was a little nervous slash, if I'm being honest, grumpy about this meeting that we had scheduled today. Just a hard, such a hard time picturing Goggy being grumpy. I mean, I really do. It, it doesn't does, happen very often. It does not happen very often. But I think that like anyone who is aging, no one wants to think about the end and what, you know, what's on the horizon. And I think that she thought that this whole meeting with the social worker today was going to be about, OK, let's find some place. Let's find a nursing home for you. In fact, that's not really what it was. After she had a fall recently, which I think we talked about on a previous episode. It's the last episode. Right. So after she had a fall, her primary care physician said, maybe it would be a good idea to meet with a social worker and just like make sure you've got some plans in place, talk through some options. So all three of us went today and it was actually, it was really good. And we actually learned a lot of information. I think we've talked about Gagi's financial situation is very different from your mom's financial situation. Yes. So it was really good for us to get some additional information about what is going to cover what in the future. And even in, you know, before we get to some excru extreme situation, which we're not or there. Or excruciating. Or excruciating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that too. But, you know, we're not there yet, but maybe there are some other services that might be available to her that we didn't know about, hadn't thought about because we definitely didn't even know about it. And you and, learned about some. And we, we learned a lot today. And it was actually, it was a really positive experience. And even mom, when we left, she said, well, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Good which was great. Yeah. And she apologized to me for being a little grumpy about it when we had talked about it yesterday. I believe you told me earlier that she used the B word. She did. Yeah, she she said, said, I'm sorry, sorry for being, being such a B. B. <laughs> yeah, which is it was a little. You, Jennifer told me that. and I'm like, really? <laughs> it was a little. It was, Coggy didn't talk like that. She doesn't talk like Jennifer that. Jennifer does. <laughs> I do yes. a lot. 
Not on here, though. I know we said in the very beginning we, we I did. have a potty mouth. But, but we've Susan, been so good. Yeah, I know. My mask calm. Seriously, we are, education. Both, we are both mass communications majors, which is, you know, journalism school, basically, for broadcasters. Right. And I really do think what's happened here, you get near a microphone and you realize, oh, I'm not allowed to swear. Good thing no one was recording before we turned the mics on. Yes. Like, ooh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, Steve, how's your mom? She is doing great. You know, it's it's funny. It, it occurred to me the other day. So before she lived in assisted living, she lived in an over 55 housing development. We've talked about this ad nauseum. But she, whenever I would talk to her there, she would tell me all of the gossip from the neighborhood. And she had been there pretty much from the start when they were still building the homes there. So she knew everybody that lived in the neighborhood. And she knew all the gossip. So-and-so is moving to, you know, so-and-so's got to go to a nursing home. So-and-so broke a hip. So-and-so, blah, blah, blah. And... I hadn't heard a lot of that in assisted living until very recently, the last month or so. And and again, you know, she is on this memory drug that's doing wonders for her. We've talked about it in the last two episodes. And I think she's she's just and also she did say to me, and this is actually kind of important, I don't know, it was a few weeks back, she she looked at me and she was very serious and she said, you know, I think this is finally home. Mm. And it took about a year and a few months to get there. And I think she finally thinks that this place is home. What that means, though, she's finding out all the gossip, just like she knew in her old housing <laughs> development. She knows everything about everyone there. Yep. And the thing about assisted living, you know, people move in there. I looked it up before she moved in. The average stay for assisted living is only a couple of years, maybe three. So she's a year and a quarter in as of the, as of the time that we're recording this. So she's, you know, she's one of the longer term residents. She's becoming one of the longer term residents. I know. But, you know, you go in and you get older and older, older. You moved on to a nursing home or whatever. Uh, And unfortunately, some people just pass away. There have been a a number of deaths there recently, actually. So she knows we'll be sitting outside enjoying the sunshine. Somebody will walk by. Oh, so and so. Oh, boy. Yeah, they've got a big problem with such and such. And, you know, there was like a new person, new couple moved in and. Uh, she told me everything about them. Yep. So Gagi knows everything about like the neighbors in her immediate yep. vicinity. And sometimes she will start telling me stories about their cousins, yeah. brothers, yeah. wife. Right. And I can't keep up. <laughs> I can't keep <laughs> and, up. And really, in reality, it's not something you need to know about. But yeah, I, I hear about stuff like that all the time. She's really she's getting on the gossip. Which is great. And I mean, she's she's integrating. That's great. Right. It means she's getting comfortable. Yeah, that's good. So well, we've talked about this here and there as a as a topic on this podcast. It's critically important that you do your best to give your loved one a little bit of control whenever possible. So this can be as simple as letting them pick dinner if you offer to bring food to them or asking if they want to go outside for a walk rather than just telling them. And actually the picking dinner today, today, Today. I I said to mom, you know, I I need to, so Steve and I have been really bad lately. This little side note, we've been really bad lately about eating out a lot. We we got no kids in the house. Right. Empty nesters. Why cook? Right. So, but we need to, we need to eat at home a little bit more. And I go through these phases and I'll get a little bit better about meal planning and just and cook cooking. a whole bunch of food and then yes. we'll have leftovers for two weeks, which I've done for the last two days. And probably we're not going to, we're not going to need to eat at a restaurant for at least two weeks. Based but we on probably the amount of will food. anyway, probably, but 
long story short, I asked mom today, you know, is there anything in particular that you would like? Like, I, you know, Steve and I, if I'm cooking some meals for us, is there anything in particular that you would like? And she gave me some suggestions. And one of them, interestingly, was like something that I remember, like she used to make for years and years, sesame noodles. If anyone has ever had sesame noodles, they're awesome. But I remember you making them. Yeah, not They're your not favorite. My thing. Not your Oof. favorite. But God, you loves like them, them and it's not something that she can easily make for herself anymore. She just she just can't it's a, it's a lot of steps to it. It would be a big pot of boiling water to make the noodles we don't and want have to Goggy to be right, dealing with a big pot can't of boiling do this water anymore. No, and I, no bad. No. You know, so I I was so happy that I asked because it's such an easy thing for me to do and she can get a food that she loves mm-hmm. and I can make it for her that makes me very happy. So yeah, definitely giving them, giving them a little bit of control. And it's, it's the word giving, it bothers me a little bit. Mm. It's, it's really that, you know, it, oh, I'm going to give you, I'm going to allow you. To, I mean, I think point. allowing maybe is a better word. That's a good, I don't know. Good point. Yeah. I, I don't know the best word to do it. And we, you know, we both are wordsmiths. We write a lot in yes, our careers. Clearly, apparently, though, I just said giving control, and that was no, not no, no. correct. Well, that so, was in know. the copious notes. If you were just glancing <laughs> at them, you saw giving. Oh, we're going to say giving. So I just. And it's caregiving. I put that, in, I put that into your mouth. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's like I'm, you know, ven- you're, the, you're, you're the ventriloquist oh, dummy, and I'm the ventriloquist. You're, you're a puppeteer. I am the puppet master. Oh, my God. Anyway, so. We are getting way <laughs> off track here. We have mentioned our mothers are in very different situations right now. Goggy is in her own apartment. She receives help from Jennifer and her brother. My mother can't live alone. She's in a wheelchair. She, she's not mobile. She's got other physical limitations, so therefore she's in assisted living. If anybody's new to the podcast, that's the overview of our mothers. But Kagi, for the most part, is able to do what she wants when she wants it, but it's kind of been less so lately. Yeah, I mean, a, l- a little bit less, definitely. You know, because of her mobility and the decline in her mobility and balance issues, you know, leaving her apartment and getting to her car, even though it's parked really close by, like probably not the safest thing for her to do a whole bunch of. And as my brother and I keep saying to her, we want you to live independently for as long as possible. So let's don't do anything crazy where you might hurt yourself. But it does mean she does have a little bit less control over things like, when is her, my brother does the grocery shopping for her. So, you know, when is that going to get done? I do the laundry for her. When is that going to get done? She doesn't have as much control over those things anymore. Right, right. And so, you know, in the end, as that declines, it becomes more and more and more of an issue. You know, and it gets way worse if your loved one needs round-the-clock care. Mm. I mean, it becomes a huge problem because it, it, whether it's from you or someone else like a home health nurse or or something like that, your schedule or the nurse's schedule will determine when literally everything happens. Their whole day is based around when somebody else can do it. Right. And that is agonizing. And I know my mother has said it before. She, My mother would get in a little bit of a depression or, or just a sad day or whatever. And she would say to me, you know, back when I lived alone, I could just hop in my car and I could go over to Chick-fil-A if I wanted to have a chicken sandwich. I can't do that anymore. Right. 
And and when she would be saying this, of course, when you're you know your mother's got tears in your eyes, of course, you turn into a little puddle right in front of her, and you just you you just you want to fix it, but you can't. Sure. You can't fix this stuff. You know, it's even a bigger deal when your loved one is in a facility, like a hospital, a nursing home, skilled nursing, or even assisted living, which is where my mom is. You know, all of these work on a schedule, uh, particularly nursing homes and skilled nursing, which, I mean, there, there's there's a very thin gray line between those two things. This means for the most part, your loved one will eat, bathe, have physical therapy, and even get into bed and out of bed by schedule put together by the facility. Yep. Yep. And when your mom was in a SNF, skilled nursing facility, for a month, the control issue definitely reared oh, its oh ugly boy, head. Oh and boy, and frankly, didn't really go away after she moved into the assisted living. It, and it was it was totally understandable, but also probably avoidable right. in a lot of ways. So at skilled nursing, patients typically receive physical and occupational therapy, sometimes speech therapy as well, nearly every day. That's really the point of a skilled nursing, which is, you know, it's, it's more of a temporary thing. Let's get them stronger. Let's get it's them necessary. Out. It is absolutely necessary. And, you know, with the occupational therapy, if they've suddenly found themselves in a wheelchair or a rollator, you know, rollator, the rolling walkers or or whatever, how you navigate living with that now. So they have this therapy every single day. And the problem is, at least in, you know, the, the skilled nursing where my mother was staying, there wasn't a particularly set schedule for this stuff. The PT and OT peoples would people peoples. Did I say people? (laughs) The PT and OT professionals would just show up when it was time for them to say it was therapy time. And I think that's pretty, I think that's pretty typical. I think it's universal because my mother has been in this same sniff, skilled nursing facility. And by the way, Gagi has told us before, she hates that. For some reason, she has a visceral reaction to sniff. Sniff. So we should say it over and over again. Sniff. 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 (laughs) But she stayed in the same sniff three times now. And it's pretty much the same every single time. It's on their schedule, not the patient's schedule. They they will not say, oh, patient X, I will show up tomorrow at 10 o'clock. No, that's not the way it works. They show up based on their schedule. So my mother is very schedule oriented. Yes. She wants things rigidly put together like, okay, at 10 o'clock, I'll do this. At 11 o'clock, I'll do this. 12 o'clock, I'm going to have my lunch. One o'clock, I'm going to do that. It, it, she's very schedule oriented. She does not like flying by the seat of her pants. Right. It does not work for her. So the skilled nursing facility where my mom stayed there that I've mentioned, uh, it doubled as a long-term care facility. So they did have some activities that you would see at a place like a nursing home or an assisted living like bingo. 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 My mother loves bingo. She loves bingo. They also had a salon for getting a haircut uh, or a pedicure or a manicure or whatever. And they had some daily activities, like I said, bingo. Um, And as we mentioned in a previous chapter, she's she's a huge fan of bingo. That activity was available twice a week. Yep. So probably you guys out there can see where this is going. So numerous times during her stay at the skilled nursing facility... She would be getting ready to go to bingo. It was something that she had to look forward to, which right. is so important. It's so important. So important. So she'd be looking forward to it 
only to have someone from PT or OT show up. And so after like the third or fourth time, she really kind of let him have oh, it. with both barrels. Yes. Both barrels. She said she was going to go to bingo because at that moment, it was literally one of the only things in the world that she had to look forward to, which we're chuckling about it. But like, but seriously, that's a, that's a thing. It was, it, is it was thing. one of the few things in her life at the moment and I'll, that and I'll brought tell you, joy. They're at this place. I mean, they had, they did have a whole calendar of activities and stuff and, and I would go through it with her. Oh, you know, on Thursday they're doing this. Yeah. I don't care. On Friday they're doing this. Yeah. I don't care. On Monday there's bingo. Oh, I'm in. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, we even had to wait quick aside, right? We even had to, when we first moved her in to assisted living where they also offered bingo, like we had to hunt down her little daubers. Oh, no, no. The, well, the, no, the, the daubers, daubers thing was when she was, when she first went into skilled nursing. You, all right. Anybody who doesn't know about bingo, they, you know, sometimes in bingo, you'll use these little chips and you'll put them on there or you'll just, you know, mark it off with an X or whatever. But the real bingo people have these things called like ink daubers. daubers. It's an ink. It makes a circle. It's a on, stamp. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, like a, stamp. a stamp. And she had daubers, multiple daubers. And I remember when she went into skilled nursing and found out there was bingo, she said, well, we still, her house, she still owned her house at that point. We hadn't cleared it out all the way. She said, go to my house and get my daubers. I have to have my daubers. Did we find them? Because I feel like no, if did. you go back to the nightmare of cleaning out, I oh, feel like that might have been one of those things no, early no, 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 on. No. We were like, oh, This was one of the cares? crazy things where despite the fact that my mother's, as we've mentioned in Nightmare of Cleaning Out, her closets, her cabinets, her drawers were all full of so much stuff. She knew where everything was. And I remember her telling me, if you go into the third drawer from the left and pull it open, there's going to be a bag in there. And it's going to have this, 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 and daubers. Yeah. And sure enough, they were exactly where she said they were. All right, And so she what, still has them. What's the lesson here, Steve? The lesson, the lesson here, is don't, don't mess with, with an, an old lady's bingo. bingo. Do not ever do don't that. Don't do it. Don't ever do that. So this sort of thing has gone on in assisted living as well to an extent. But the PT and OT people there at least are willing to say, I'll show up in the morning or I'll show up in the afternoon. And this is all due to staffing issues. I mean, the staffing issues in every skilled nursing facility, SNF, nursing home, Assisted living staffing issues are always a problem. They staff up, they staff down. There's some days there's enough people, some days there's not. But you know, if they if they if they were to say, I'll show up at 10 o'clock, chances are they're not going to be on time anyway. So right. that's why they don't do it. And we realize that it's impossible to plan activities for the day if you don't know when your PT and OT people are going to show up. It's right. just impossible. So this just came up. So of course, Goggy's living independently, but she's currently having some PT. So in-home physical therapy and she, the, the way it works for anyone out there who doesn't know, like they're calling you if it's in-home PT, right? They call you the day before because right. these physical therapists, they're, they're given a list of patients. And then I think, you know, it's basically on them to plan out their schedule for the next day. And I'm sure that part of it has to do with, they're probably mapping out what their route is and sure. what makes the most Because they're traveling from place A, B, yes. C, D, E. Yeah. So mom, you know, got the call late one, you know, it was probably early evening that she got the call about when her PT was going to be the next day. And she was a little bit frustrated because she and my brother had planned something for the next day. It wasn't, it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't like she had 
tickets to a play or a movie or, you know, it wasn't anything like that. But the point is they had something planned for the day and she was frustrated. And she's like, I sure wish they could like call a little bit earlier so I could plan things out. And, you know, I don't know what you do there. Like I'm empathetic to the physical therapist, these traveling physical therapists. Mm -hmm. They have a schedule they're trying to map out based on their route for the day. On the flip side, I also, I get it. It's a little bit frustrating for my mom who's got plans the next day, whatever they are. It's not that they're immovable. (laughs) Right. But they were still her plans. So, you know. It's it's frustrating. Right. So well, here's a side tip, though. You know, if, if your loved one is in assisted living, one thing we learned. So when my mother moved into assisted living, they had PT and OT people there. They're interestingly, they're contractors who work for a company that's been contracted by the assisted living. And I know I'm sure a lot of assisted living places have con- have PT and OT people who actually work for the facility. But check to see if there's an issue with the scheduling if there's an issue with the actual therapist, which was what happened with my mother, the the OT person that they assigned to her, there was a gigantic personality issue, and and I we won't go too far into that, but they just did not work well together. Which happened? I mean, they it didn't happens. work play work and play well together right. like we used to hear on our uh, report cards growing right. up. But we found out that you are allowed to bring in PT and OT people from the outside who will come into their apartment, much like if they lived independently, like Goggy has. And that's what we ended up doing. And they were willing to schedule. So they'll say, I'll be there between 12 and 1230, which that makes planning your day a whole lot easier. If you at least, you know, if there's a half an hour window when you know they're going to show up. And, you know, my mother has an OT guy that she's worked with for quite some time. And they have formed a bond like you wouldn't believe. I swear to God, she's about to adopt him. She does she love him. She loves him so much. She he's does. Been, he's been so wonderful for Which her. He's great. taught her so much. And he's been very communicative with you. Communicative which is, is a great word, by the way. It's a difficult word it to is, say if maybe is. you've enjoyed a beverage before yes. you sit down. Yeah. But, you know, getting back to the control issue. So after being in skilled nursing for about a month in 2021 and then moving to assisted living, my mother... Confess, she was kind of anxious and depressed. Yeah, and your mom, she's it's, not exactly. She's not super she's not the emotional. emotional type. And well, you come we know where honestly, I come from. Mm, I do definitely. I do come from. You that. might be dead inside. I, I am dead. We've said this in the podcast before. <laughs> I am largely dead inside. It's a gray husk inside my chest. <laughs> well, so for your mom to admit that though, that was pretty big. It was deal. a big deal. Pretty big deal. But you know, the, before the back problem that led to her being in the wheelchair, she lived alone. For 20 years, my father died in 2001, early 2001, and she lived alone for a long, long time. So you want to talk about control. She could do whatever she wanted, whenever she wanted. She didn't have to answer to anybody. And once she went into the hospital, that autonomy went away. She ate when she was told. She bathed when she was told. She changed her clothes when she was told. She went to sleep when she was told. She had no control over anything. And it really, I mean, she gained a little bit more in sniff and a little bit more in assisted living, but it never all the way came back. So let's talk about what you, as the caregiver, can do about this. Well, so if we're being totally honest... And and we should be totally... Why would we lie? So there isn't a ton that you can do. Control, in a lot of ways, really can be in short supply for senior citizens, 
especially those who are in these types of situations. Particularly, but even if you're, you know, again, even if you're kind of losing mobility and living independently, but losing mobility, you're still right. dealing with these issues. Right. For sure. Right. But, you know, if they're mentally capable, you know, it's, it's best to try to let them work out their schedule for things like physical therapy if they can. And, you know, there might be a compromise that could be reached. And interestingly, so I, when this recent round of physical therapy started with Goggy, I actually got the the initial call from the um, healthcare place that was providing the PT. And that was left over from a previous situation. Probably, I can't remember 100%, but probably when she came home from the skilled nursing facility a couple of years ago. And I was the one, or it might have even been during COVID when some things were going on. And I was the one who was managing that schedule. It was just easier because I had to work around my work schedule and my brother wasn't in town at that point. And so it was just my mom and I, we did agree that I was the one who should just manage that schedule. Well, I got the call this time around and I immediately called Goggy and I said, hey, you know, got the call from the physical therapist, but frankly, I really feel like you should call back and schedule this. And she was totally fine with that. And that was a way that she could have some control over Mm -hmm. her own schedule. I didn't need to schedule it at that point. She was perfectly capable of doing it, feeling more or less just fine. And she could definitely handle that. Right, right. So, but, you know, in the example we gave earlier about my mother and the physical therapist showing up when she damn it, I'm going to bingo. Mm -hmm. So there can be compromises sometimes. And so my mother put her foot down. I'm going to bingo. (laughs) The PT professional. With her daubers. With her daubers. God, she has to have her daubers. (laughs) The PT professional, they they agreed, look, let's get you upstairs or upstairs, up to the PT room and you can do the exercise bike for 15 minutes and then I will take you to bingo. At least that way you've had some kind of session. And she was fine with that compromise. She didn't miss all of her bingo. She only missed 15 minutes, which at this particular place, it went on for an hour and a half. So she didn't miss all of it. That was all good. You know, we've talked about a few other things that that have been done over the years now that we've been doing this. You know, throughout the whole caregiving journey we've been through, particularly with my mom when we were moving her into assisted living, you know, the whole thing with the graph paper that I found, we talked about this in the nightmare of cleaning out the graph yeah. paper that I found to help her organize her apartment, even though she wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And it's all about just finding creatively different ways to make sure that they are in charge at least a little bit. We also talked about this again in the nightmare of cleaning out the whole, you know, I would go to your mom's house, put a bunch of clothes in a suitcase, and then we'd take that to the sniff and then you would take that in and she had the opportunity to go through her clothes and decide what she wanted to keep and didn't want to keep right it was control it was a small thing it's it is a small thing but but small things make a big difference sometimes and you know it's it's pretty obvious but it's really effective to have a special day every so often that your loved one gets to plan and my mother has actually been kind of lately on wednesdays i go over to to visit her monday wednesday friday for a couple hours and Lately on Wednesdays, it's, can you get me takeout food? Because she doesn't want to eat the food. Which I would like to say, that was my idea early on. It was your idea. Could you acknowledge that? Yes, I can. 
Okay. You did mention that. I said. You should take her food once a week. Because she started asking every now and then for takeout food. And it was evident that it, like she couldn't get out to get her own takeout food. Right. No, it was evident obviously. she wanted that. And what I said to you was you should one day a week. You did say this. Yes, I did. You did, did say I'm that. I'm just saying. Yes. But and the great thing is that. I'd like to be patted on the back. Yeah, I understand idea. that. Late, lately, the only place she has wanted takeout food from is this Greek place that if you walk out into the parking lot of her assisted living and look you left, can you can it. practically yes. see it. So it's not that big of a deal for me to get down there and get her takeout food and bring it back. And, and she's perfectly happy because, you know, frankly, we've discussed, she's very critical about food. She loves her food. And, and sometimes she just doesn't want the food that they're serving. Yeah. Which is understandable. Which is, again, it's a control thing. I'm not going to eat this food. I'm going to eat that food. Yep. Yep. And my mom, I, we've talked about this, I think, in some previous episodes, you know, I've been able to take her out for some drives recently, as actually, as has my brother. And because her mobility has declined, like it used to be, we used to take one of us maybe would take her to Target and she could walk with a cart through Target. Like that was almost like her walker. Right. The yeah, cart. She used the cart as her walker. Yeah. And it was also, she used to call it her exercise. She would go up and down yeah. all of the You'd aisles in Target. It was target. her exercise. Yeah. Yes, it was fantastic. She's not quite capable of doing that anymore. So we still need to get out of the house, get a change of scenery. So my brother and I have been able to do that lately, which has been great. And something sparked her interest on Facebook. If you haven't listened to the previous episode about technology, my mom's great. <laughs> She's great on Facebook. She, is. she might not always know who, who posted what about or what or where, but anyway, she's recently gotten fascinated by abandoned houses, abandoned houses. And there are abandoned houses all throughout the state. And now she wants. Really? Yes. So she and my brother. This are is it. news to me. I'd not heard. This. Oh, I didn't tell you because Steve also loves abandoned. Well, I we love do. abandoned houses. We talk about it all the time. Who lives there? What happened to it? Why is it abandoned? It what is happened? fascinating. Yes, that could it be really a, is. That could be a whole other podcast. But I digress. We're going to work on that. I digress. Yes. So abandoned houses. And so she and my brother did actually take a drive by one of the abandoned houses. And now she has a whole list that somebody else who saw her fascination of it on Facebook shared with her. So now she has a list. I do love this. Right. So now that's going to be our new thing. We're going to have to find some of these houses and drive by them. They're everywhere. And something to do. They're they're everywhere. And it's giving her control because not only is it just let's take a drive, but let's take a drive. She's directing where you're going. Something she's interested in. that's fantastic. That's fantastic. So let's talk about if your elderly loved one is not able to hop in the car and go drive Mm -hmm. and see abandoned Mm -hmm. houses or or whatever. Say they're in a nursing home. They're not as mobile. Whatever. What can you do? I mean, it's it it can be very it's very little things that make such a big, big difference. Yeah. Say, you know, hey, dad, I'm going to come over. Let's watch a movie. What do you want to watch? Oh, I knew you were going to say movie, though. It depends on who's picking the movie. Really? Do we have to give them control over that? <laughs> Let's face it. What are we watching? Well, here's the thing. Your mom and my mom are very different. Very. Both. Very different. Both awful choices. Love you, Nana. Love you, Gagi. Gagi is going to pick Hallmark movies yes. all day long. Yes. Seriously, just I can't. Your mom is going to pick westerns, she would. which is odd. Well, but she's, she's always liked westerns. It, she does. It's she, odd. she does love westerns, and I, I've never really known why. I have no idea. Who she, knows why? She grew up on the East Coast. Yeah. I have no idea why she likes westerns. But the funny thing, though, the thing she likes, it's such a weird, broad mm-hmm. 
broad thing we've talked about before. She loves American Ninja Warriors. She loves that show. We've talked about this before. She calls it, sometimes she calls it American Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Turtles. Um, but she also, she loves HGTV, which we've talked oh, about. Oh, that I'll this watch is, all day long. I'll watch and, that with Gaudi all let day me, long. Let me give everyone a tip out there. If your loved one is in the hospital and you're sitting in there and really, what is there to do in the hospital? Mm-hmm, Nothing. Mm-hmm. They're in the bed, you're in a chair, and you're just watching TV together. Put on HGTV. At the very least, I mean, it's probably going to entertain them. It's going to entertain you. It's not the worst thing you could be watching right. in the world. It is. It's. It's just a nice neutral thing to put that on the and, TV. Well, we discussed this earlier. Not the Food Network, though. Especially if they're no. like, if they can't eat at the moment. No. Or, that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, is, don't that's do that. the other thing. My mother loves the Food Network. Yeah. And um, not when I she's in the hospital. In, and yeah, one Ugh. of the times she was in the hospital, they weren't. They were forcing her to eat mush mm, and yep. she would say what's on the food network i said really do you really <laughs> want to watch that because <laughs> all you're allowed yourself. to eat is mush. exactly exactly <laughs> yeah but you know things like you know like i said a movie if it's a nice day you know go for a walk or a wheelchair stroll and say you know where do you want to sit and like i said earlier you know i would take my mother out do you want to go outside great where do you want to go because there's a courtyard kind of behind her apartment in the back of the building or there's you know, benches and stuff on the front. You want to go in the front? You want to go in the back? It's there in charge. That's the important thing. Every little bit of control is better than none at all. Absolutely. That's the whole thing. All right, let's wrap up this episode, shall we? Let's do it. Thanks for listening to everyone. Uh, You want to get in touch with us? You get a question, a comment, an inquiry. We, We love, seriously, if you have a question, if you want to just tell us about your parents, we want to hear those things. We w- really, truly, we'd love to hear them. We, we have friends who are sharing things with us oh, about yeah. their parents. And, and let, me, let me tell you, love it. real quick, the last episode was about technology. We are gathering more stories. We've yeah, started we, gathering them. We just went to visit our best friends who have moved away to another state, and yeah. we got a few more oh, yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah. We got a few and more stories. I'm telling stories. you, if we can it's get great. a few more you can email them to us. You can text us. You can leave us a voicemail. Is really we would love Even that. Better. We can play it that way. But tell us any stories, technology stories, or other stories. Tell us how's your mom, how's your dad. Tell us about them. There are a lot of ways to do it. So you can email us at caregivinggenxstyle at gmail You can leave us a text or a voicemail at this number eight zero four seven two three twelve twenty one. And, you know, again, I, I always say, if you contact us, just be aware, we may use your information on a future episode. In fact, we most likely will. You can also find us on Twitter. Our handle is at Gen X Caregiving. We're on Facebook. Just search for the name of the podcast and you will find it. So that's the end of this episode. Thanks so much for listening. We hope to hear from you soon. Have a great day. Good night, everyone. <laughs>